Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, I own the club. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning. I have a program this morning that you will want to kind of gather up and get you some notepads and multiple notepads because we got a lot of information with me today. And uh, when I say information with me, that means I've got them around in the studio. They're here. They're not part of what I'm going to be talking about. That's the main thing. I have Keith Quinn, of course, a voice that you've heard many, many times on the studio, in the studio with me today. And uh, Keith, uh, you know, welcome to the program, sir. But, you know, I just want to know. What do you think? <laughs> well, thank you for having me, sir. And it's, it's, it's hard to know. You know, we've seen, as we talk about, an awful lot of volatility this year. It's been up and down, up and down. Well, you know, and you talk about it, too. People that kind of get into this, if you look back at the S&P 500, it bottomed out, you know, back, you know, March. March 9th. Uh, 9th seven uh, years ago. Seven years ago. I right. Mean, so we kind of, do we celebrate that? I mean, is this something we go together around and, and celebrate? We, we absolutely do, because on March 9th, seven years ago, it was at 670. 677. And we closed yesterday at 1989. You know, and I remember there were people writing. In fact, I remember a headline, and I, and I may murder this headline, but it was something like that. Oh, it was doomsday. It was oh, everybody had lost all hope. It seems like, um, it seemed like, let me think about it here for a second. It, like the idea behind the greatest recession and all hope is over and gone and it's the end of the world. I mean, Dow 5,000. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, <laughs> you know, it was a mindset and that's a mindset that people get caught up. And we're going to talk about today a program really about how we help people manage that emotion, that emotion of fear, that emotion of uh, anxiety that creates into the investing world, but more so from a financial planning standpoint. Well, absolutely. And Jim, you know, one of the things we talk about is this kind of volatility is normal. If we look back to World War II, there have basically been 14 times where we've had a bear market, a drop of 20% or more. So it happens, uh, but there's a couple of truths. Does the market go down? Yes. Has the market always come back? Yes. Has it always gone on to set new highs after it's come back? Yes. Now, we haven't gotten back to the high we set last year, but I promise you that we will. Well, you know what? It's one of those things. We know that. In fact, the number one performing stock in the S&P 500 index year to date through the end of February of this year was ranked 273. That's right. Out of the 500 last year. Last year. And so, you know, it's hard to pick. It's hard. And anybody who tells you, I had a guy, I was out recently with a guy and he said, uh, what do you think about the market? And it was that typical conversation. You know, right. I knew where he was headed. You know, he, he wanted to tell me something. <laughs> it wasn't about what I thought <laughs> yeah. about the market. He was going to lay it on he you. He was going <laughs> to lay it on me, man. And so I said, well, I think it's, you know, as you use the term, it's volatile. Right. It's part of it. And he said, oh, well, but I got out of the market in August. 
And I'm thinking, great. I mean, yeah. that's what he was telling me. I got out of the market before we had the original correction back in right. August. And I said, great. Well, when are you getting back that's in? That's exactly right. You <laughs> want to impress me. Tell me when you're going to get back in. <laughs> Tell me when you're going to get back in. Well, this is Jim Shoemaker, and my guest host with me today is Keith Quinn, a voice you've heard a lot on the radio with me. Does a great job. We're going to be talking with Frank Allen coming back in a few minutes, vice president of the Financial Planning Association, a member of our firm, a senior advisor. We're going to talk about literally preparing for the unexpected. Frank's going to talk to us about specifics about a financial plan and why it's important, why it's important to not just get involved emotionally in all the things we get doing with our finances, but to really have a plan that strategically guides you through this maze of the world of finances. Stay with us when we come back. Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, Frank Allen, and Chris A. Bear are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. You know, when I just before the break, I was talking with Keith, and we were discussing the idea behind the volatility, knowing how to to avoid the issues. You know, Keith, and right. how to keep that emotional side under control. And that is that is it's easy to talk about, easy to talk about, difficult to do, difficult to do. But one of the reasons why I think our firm works very diligently with the client is we put together a plan, something that says. This is the end results that you're looking for. It's that disciplined approach that we always stress. We stress it a lot. My guest today is Frank Allen. The, he is a senior advisor with Shoemaker Financial. He's a certified financial planner. He's the vice president of the Financial Planning Association locally here. And, uh, Frank, welcome to the program, sir. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, Frank, you've been on the program before. And, and one of the things that I like when we have you on is is we talk about kind of the art Behind, not the science side. I mean, the science side is is a lot of technical, a lot of you know software, and a lot of numbers. Right. But you really talk about the art of a financial plan, and I guess so many people think that we, when we discuss financial planning, that we're really talking about investing, but that's not it, is it? There's a real misconception there. I think because people spend most of their their time when they're thinking about their current situation, they think about their investments. I think they equate a plan to investments, but investments is just, it's a piece of the plan. 
It's a very important piece of plan, but it's not the whole plan. I know in your practice, when you talk about working with someone and you're managing their assets, you're working with the process, you're you're helping them. And Keith and I talk about this a lot, the asset allocation, the diversification. That is, as you said, a part of the plan, but it's not. It, I mean, it's just it's just part. I mean, when I say it's a, if it's a block building blocks of a plan, it's just one of the building blocks. It's not the plan. I read an article recently that referred to it, the portfolio is the servant of the plan, and that's exactly right. That's a great way of putting it. Portfolio is the servant of the plan. Frank, when you sit down with a client, give me kind of the mindset that as you as a senior planner, certified financial planner, very experienced in working with clients, what kind of a hat do you wear when you're talking with a client? You know what? When I, I tell you, I love talking about planning. It's a passion of mine. And to me, the first thing that I want to do is get inside that client's head. I want to know what they know about themselves. I want to know what they fear. I want to know what they, you know, what they're striving for. Um, I just want to know. I want to be a good listener, to be, be the best listener that I can possibly be to get all the information I possibly can from that client. They may not have ever sat down with anyone up to that point and verbalize some of the things that I'm hoping that they verbalize. But, you know, Frank, you're talking about, and I guess for our listeners, I want them to, some people think, because I know Frank's practice, Keith, the way we work, people think a financial plan is for the wealthy. Right. Uh, you know, well, if I got to be paying Frank to sit down with me, it's going to cost me a lot of money. But reality is, Frank, it's, you, you know, you, you price the plan according to what's the best for the client. You know, some clients, it's very complicated. Granted, and that plan may be expensive. I mean, it may be because they've got all kinds of issues. But a fundamental plan can be very reasonably priced, and it's a guiding tool for the client. And so it helps them understand. It absolutely does, and it can be very reasonable. And, you know, I, I've, I've told people a lot, it's really not about – what a, of an advisor charges for a plan, but it's about the relationship that you're beginning to feel with that advisor. And in our case, we have a plan take three separate meetings. It's, it's, a, it's a process. It's not one meeting. It's a process. And over that process, at least three meetings, then you begin to determine, well, I can work with this person, or I like, you know, we have a rapport, or that person's a good listener, or I think they, they have my best interest at heart. So it's, that doesn't happen just in one meeting. Okay, that, that's a good point. That doesn't happen <laughs> in one meeting. I know, Frank, you talk about six areas of a person's life. I mean, when you when you talk about three meetings, you're covering all six areas. Now, the f- current financial position would be area number one. That's just the thought process of that where you start with that. So if you're going in, you're kind of like almost uh, cleaning up the, the, you know, the system or maybe seeing where they are financially, emotionally, all those things. That's that current position. Give me the other five. What are you talking about? The other five include protection planning. If something were to happen to someone, to the person I'm talking to or someone else in the family, um, investment planning, which is what we talked about earlier, that's a that's a piece. Tax planning, uh, and then most of my clients are interested in retirement planning. They don't want to work their whole lives. They at some point in time they want to retire, and so I help them verbalize that and what their goal is there, maybe the age. But retirement planning is a big piece, and then lastly, estate planning. Now, when you go through those, I'm sure, and Keith, we talk about this. You're going to have some clients that migrate just by nature to a specific area. Sure. How do you guide them 
break without them. So, I mean, if they're thinking, as you said, retirement planning, that's their big button. How do you help them as a planner, though, understand that a plan needs to look at all six of these areas? It does. Sometimes I give them examples and maybe use my own situation. You know, that's things that have happened, you know, to me in the past or things that I've I've experienced or someone that I know or a plan that I've done for someone saying, well, this is an area that was not even uh, considered important on the front end, but it turned out to be the most important thing that we talked about. Well, give us a for instance. Okay. Well, uh, uh, for instance, in, in my situation back in the year uh, 2001, um, you know, I had been working for a, a major firm in the city and uh, and decided to leave. And so um, I, I had a significant change in my career. I changed from corporate world to being a financial advisor. Uh, went from a large firm to a small firm. Went from a, a public company to a private company. So major changes in my life took place then. So that was one thing. And, and do you believe, do you think that my plan changed at that point? Well, you bet it did. <laughs> yeah, I'd say sure it did. It. But it took a different skill set. But I guess my thought process, and having worked with you, Frank, and know how you think and your working ethic, and what you did was you did have a career change. But the key was you kept focusing on planning on your own personal side. You never lost that side. You never you never panicked because you were working through a plan. That's right. That's right. It was something that I, I, I kept a focus on and said, you know, even though the elements of the plan are going to change, the result of the plan is not going to change. I'm still going to want to retire at a certain age. I'm still going to want to protect my family. I'm still going to want to get my kids through college. So those things didn't change, but just how I went about it had to change. You know, we've been talking, Keith, about the idea of uh, of a plan and strategically working a client through that. Right. I think a lot of times when the client comes into the office and they focus on retirement planning or they focus on that, that investment side, um, it's the emotional side. And from from your chair, when you're working with a client in the office, Frank right. may call you in to, as a consultant because you handle all the investments of the firm. How do you see client with Frank working back and forth and your role in helping that plan process? Right. Well, I think Frank does a great job of, again, helping clients understand what they're thinking about when they're thinking about retirement. And it goes so much beyond just the investment side of it. You know, we could talk all day long about asset allocation, how you build the portfolio, but how do you protect that? And that's what Frank helps people do is focusing on truly how you accomplish those goals, realizing that it's beyond just looking for a certain rate of return in a portfolio. It's what is the goal for that, that client's portfolio? What are we trying to accomplish? in retirement? What kind of a cash flow do we need when we get into a retirement? How do we fund that? How do we protect that cash flow? These are all the parts of a financial plan. And Frank does a great job of being very empathetic with the client and understanding from their perspective what they're looking at and helping them to understand. And a lot of times, as he said, that they wouldn't have thought about what they really need to be focusing on to accomplish that goal. You know, you're using a a, a word in there that I want to kind of capture with Frank. Because, Frank, I think as a planner, you kept using the word they. (laughs) (laughs) Because they kind of connotes that there's probably two people in the planning process. And and as I know, Frank, they they ninety nine percent of the time there is a couple sitting there. How do you deal with that couple that you've got one that's got a mindset in say over here in the in the in the 
green grass of yon, you know, where it's going to be, the beautiful, you know, the sunset's all pretty. And the other side sees it all stormy and, and concerned. How do you manage those emotions when it's not uniformly everybody's at the same place? Because they're right. there. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Well, you know, it's not unusual when you're talking to a couple where there are differences in priorities. One might value college education more than retirement. One might value life insurance more than, you know, something else. So, you're, again, it goes back to listening a little bit more and saying and allowing the, the, the spouse who generally is not going to be the first one to talk some time to, to speak and to confirm and to encourage and to draw out and, and specifically address that person and say, okay, well, what are your thoughts in terms of the priorities? What are your priorities here? And let's let's put them together. Let's include them all in the plan. As a true financial planner, you're working with a couple, and I love the word draw out. You're, you're spending the energy and the time and the effort to draw out information from the spouse that's maybe not going to be the one that's talking so much. That's right. That's right. And you get a good feel. And sometimes a spouse might be just listening and then all of a sudden you see a tear or something come down. You went, okay, yeah. we're going to go we focus on that a little bit because yeah. we touched a nerve. So. If you just tuned in, my guest is Frank Allen, of course, and Keith Quinn's here with me also. And we're talking with Frank. He is the vice president of the Financial Planning Association here in Memphis and also a senior planner at Shoemaker Financial and does a wonderful job. And if you'd like to talk to Frank, and he's talking today about preparing for the unexpected, and that's something we all do as a financial planner is working with people who think they may have it all together, but they're doing that audit. They're getting a third set of eyes to look at it. Well, Frank's there to help you prepare for those things that are unexpected that you just don't think is going to happen to you. It's going to happen to the guy across the street. If you'd like to talk to Frank, give him a call at 757-5757. He'll be glad to walk you through that process. And Frank, I know when you first sit down with someone, you don't really have a prejudged mindset. This is what I think is unique or what is, I think, the way the way our firm works, the way our mindset is, and Frank, you really do it this way. You don't come in and say, okay, everybody's coming in. They're going to be purple, and we're going to stamp them with a purple plan. Everybody's got to have that. You're not doing that, are you? No. There are, you know, there are some firms that like to, you know, it's from a, from an operation standpoint and a, an assembly line standpoint, it's easy to do canned financial plans. We just don't do that. I mean, we're it's all about the goals of that particular client, that household, and then we build a plan around those goals. So, you know, some of the recommendations may be the same as other situations, but, you know, it's it's really trying to understand what you're trying to accomplish, what resources you have. That's different for every person that you talk to. Mm. Resources are different. Many times the goals are similar but different and so you just work from here are the resources you have to work with, and here's where you're trying to go. Are you on track to achieve the, those goals or not? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, here are some things related to your specific situation that we would recommend you do. You know, Keith, that is the part that I want to make sure that everybody, that we get this across. Because, I, I, Frank, you do this extremely well. When a plan is working for the client, right? Now that's the plan. Now that's the piece of paper. That's the, and it's not just as I said, the science. It's the art. You do have a team of people behind it. Keith's part of that team and right. developing the investment portfolio, helping us guide the whole firm around about what allocation looks like, what fund ma- firing the managers when you need to fire the managers. Right. But Frank, you also have a group of people that are guiding you through that science part that you're not having to, you can spend time with the client, not trying to dig through the science. 
we have an incredible team of financial planners in our organization and uh, a significant um, uh, a number of years of experience in preparing financial plans and supporting advisors. Uh, they'll sit with the client if, you know, we need them to. But they are incredible. And so what we do, it's, it's the advisor's job to, first of all, establish a good rapport and relationship with the client, which is critical. Uh, it's all about trust and, and building that trust with the client. And then you get the data that you need. And then, you know, we have, you know, professional financial planners who take it from there. Then the advisor sits down and does what we call a case review Make sure that all the information was passed, it was accurate, it was understood, and that and that what they're trying to accomplish is also understood. What you what I think I'm hearing, and I and I think I want to make sure we stress this. And I and I and I heard that just then, Frank, when you were talking about it. I think you have a set of eyes, and you have an agenda when you sat down with a client to understand the client. But you bring in this team of additional sets of eyes that really do look differently at things than maybe you do or maybe the Keith does. And the key is, or maybe they're different than I do, the key is the client is getting multiple eyes, spending the time diving in to put this plan together, not just what Frank thinks and what Frank needs and what Frank's trying to get across. It is really a group of people that's guiding and, and developing and that, to me, is what makes the planning process work. There are different perspectives. I mean, we all have different uh, life experiences, and so all of those are brought to bear. For every every pair of eyes that looks at the plan, um, they're all looking at it and from their own different uh, perspective. I think it's a very, yeah, very collaborative effort, and almost the Frank just kind of brings it into focus. He's the lens that brings it into focus on that client's uh, specific situation. Let's stress this before we take a break. I want to make sure that anybody listening understands that a plan is not just for the wealthy. A plan is a strategic mindset of guiding a person through the process. And Frank gave it to us earlier in the program, current financial position, your protection or life insurance, what do you need, how much do you need, what kind do you need, investment planning, what what is your risk tolerance, how much asset allocation does it need to look like when you look at your risk, and how do you put that together? Keith helps with that. Tax planning, retirement planning, and, of course, estate planning, tying it all together and making sure that you're leaving a legacy if that's your desire. We've done a program here recently about leaving a legacy. If that's your desire to gift it to some, to someone or to gift it to a charity, we're there to help you do that. That's what a financial planning is all about. So I, you know, I, I want everybody to get this. It is not just for the wealthy. It is not just for those people that are Fortune 500 CEOs. It's for anybody who wants to have a better understanding of what they're trying to accomplish financially. Yes, and I would say too, you know, we call it a roadmap. And so when you sit down and uh, and make your vacation plans, and you're heading off to the northwest or the northeast or wherever you're going, you typically have some kind of plan to help you get there, mm. right? So very good point. That's one of the things we talk about with clients is, okay, where do you want to go? And for some people, that's the first time they really think about it in terms of something that can be quantifiable. So once they quantify where they want to be and when then it's our job to put together a roadmap so you don't have to have a lot of money to want to go somewhere and want to have a plan. Well, when we come back, Frank, would you stay around? I want to talk to you sure. more. I've got uh, Keisha Parrish is going to be with us, and Chris Abair is going to be with us. We're going to talk about recruiting. We're really going to talk about how you can become a member of our firm and be a part of the financial planning team. So stay with us. We'll be back right after this. 
separate from the financial plan and our role as a financial planner, we may recommend the purchase of specific investment or insurance products or accounts. These product recommendations are not part of the financial plan and you are under no obligation to follow them. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice and this information should not be considered as such. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. My guest has been Frank Allen, and he is a certified financial planner and also the vice president of the financial planning Association here in Memphis. And Frank, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, I, I mean, we have two people in the studios that have joined us because we feel like it's extremely important. Let me introduce them, but they're extremely important to the idea behind the fact that we're growing people in this industry, growing financial planners, growing people that are dedicated to guiding and assisting the clients. So let me add these two people to the studio, Chris Abair and Keisha Parrish, their managing director and also our recruiting specialist at Shoemaker Financial. They're dedicated to growing young people. So, guys, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us, Jim. Good we morning. Frank, one of the things, and, and we had talked about this earlier, is the reality that you know the need, and you have really spent the last probably two years uh, really dedicated in working with the University of Memphis. Can you share with us kind of your mindset and what's happening at the University of Memphis and why it's such a need? Sure can. You're, you're hitting all my buttons today. This is another <laughs> thing I'm real passionate about. So I have been working with the University of Memphis just trying to impress upon them the importance of having a financial planning program at the university for the business school and for, for any student there at the university. So uh, there is now a concentration of financial planning being offered at the university. So we're trying to promote that. Um, you know, the CFP uh, industry, there are, there are more people over 70 than under 30 in the business as CFPs. And that's just an accident waiting to happen. We need, we have 10,000 boomers retiring every day. We have an, the average age of a financial planner is in the mid-50s. We need younger people to come into this business and be ready to take over some of the practices that are going to need to be served and clients. And now, I know you and Keith have actually spent some time down at the university, talking to students and guiding them through the idea behind planning. Absolutely. It's been a real pleasure to speak to some of the students that Frank has been mentoring, and, and there are some uh, great opportunities out there. As he said, 10,000 people a day retiring, and we're only in the sixth year of 19 years of baby boomers retiring. So it stretches out far into the foreseeable future. Wow, that's a good point. So, all right, let me talk to Chris Abair and Keisha Parrish. Guys, you guys are responsible for the growth of people in the office. Keisha does a great job of the selection process. If you would like to talk to Keisha, you hear us talk about her a lot. Just give her a call at 757-5757, and she can introduce you to kind of the, the program that we bring three people through to uh, move and select people for our firm. And uh, 
Keisha, welcome to the program. But Chris, let me go to the, with you first. If you had to to describe the career, because you spend an enormous amount of time, your job is that new person that Keisha brings in, you spend an enormous amount of time just working with them and guiding them in those first formative years before they become like a Frank Allen. I mean, they're, you're guiding them through that process. So what do you say is, is the career like, uh, you know, from a financial planning standpoint? Absolutely, Jim. Uh, what I would say is there's a lot of reasons to get into the career. Uh, there's a lot of perks to it. Uh, for me personally, this is all I've ever known. And I was a University of Memphis uh, student and happened to be in, the, in an investment class and really gravitated towards how the markets work. Uh, so when I got out of uh, college, the first thing that, that struck me is I want to be a great provider for my family. Mm. So there's unlimited potential in terms of income, and that's well documented. Uh, however, beyond that, there's a, just a driving force behind the passion of helping people. And for me, uh, being a doctor was not my calling. So this was a great way to step into the community and impact it in a positive way. Uh, So for that reason, you have purpose, you have the ability to earn unlimited income, and also mastery. This job never gets boring. You never master it because there are constant changes in cycles of the market, uh, law changes, taxation, healthcare reform. So it it always keeps you on your toes. Um, And then balance of life. Later on in life, the building blocks from day one or all the things that are going towards the future allow you to be flexible with time, uh, to be able to coach the team and be involved in your family's life and, and all the other things you want to be involved in because this is a career, not a job. And everywhere you go, you're constantly internalizing how to improve and the relationships that you could potentially uh, be a resource for in the future. You know, you hit my buttons. Uh, Frank was talking about buttons, but you just hit mine right there. There's three things that were critical for me because I came right out of college, did my military thing, and then right into this career. So. I looked, you know, you go through that searching process and you think, what is it that you really, really want to spend the rest of your life doing? And I was fortunate enough to think and there was three things and you kind of mentioned them there. Number one, I wanted to get paid what I was worth. I didn't mind if I if I wasn't worth much, which, by the way, at 23, (laughs) I wasn't worth much, (laughs) you know, and uh, nobody had any problem figuring that out either, by the way. Uh, But I wanted to have the opportunity that I could grow and that the harder I work. I mean, what I couldn't do is smart. Maybe I could do with work and just hard work. And I, that was kind of what this career was helping me understand is if I worked hard enough, it would reward me uh, financially. And uh, that was important as a 23-year-old starting out with a new family and, and getting started from that stand. But you mentioned the thing that I think is so critical. And when we come back, I'll talk more about that. And that's the mindset behind not being bored. I want to get Keisha to tell us what she looks for when someone sits across the table. She's got some ideas of what she's looking for in an individual. So stay tuned. We'll be back with those six things that she's looking for. Stay with us. is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. Individuals should always consult with their attorney or tax professional regarding their own specific situation. Talk Money will return right after this. After Britain's defeat in the Revolutionary War, both Spain and the U.S. claimed much of the land east of the Mississippi River and maintained a network of frontier military bases along the Mississippi Bluff. Among the commanders of these bases were such figures as the famed explorers Meriwether Lewis and Zebulon Pike. 
and the 12th President of the United States, Zachary Taylor. What is now downtown Memphis was a Spanish military outpost under the command of Manuel Gayoso. Until the American Army took over the site two years later, Gayoso's soldiers manned a fort and surrounding buildings where the pyramid stands today. Although the forts were later abandoned as the frontier moved further to the west, the legacies of the men who commanded them made a lasting imprint on our cultural heritage, including the names of our streets and landmarks. Those who walk Gayoso Avenue today trace the footsteps of some of our nation's most revered icons. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Security and Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Well, when you sit down with someone in the office, you might as well sit down with someone who has a pretty good understanding of what she's looking for and one that can guide you through some of the processes of why is it important to be this type of person versus this type of person for this career. You've heard Frank talk about that he was geared into doing what was right for the client, trying the best he could, you know, striving to just simply listen to the client. He'd use that term listen. So, Keisha... Welcome to the program, lady. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad to have you here, too. You dress up the studio a lot today, <laughs> very much so, which is, we you. desperately need. Aren't we glad this is not? Never mind. Okay. Uh, but, I, Keisha, one of the things that I think is so important, I know you have six things that when you're talking to a young person or someone, a career changer, you know, that's thinking about moving into this career, as Frank did, at, 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 you know, at a, at a reasonable, he'd had a previous career, needed to make a change, made a change, and decided to move into this career. So you're talking to not only the 23-year-old like myself or like, uh, you know, Chris earlier, but you're talking to that 45-year-old too. But you have some things you're looking for. Go through that. Number one, I know that you're looking for that person who really says, I understand the golden rule. I understand that I need to be able to strive to do what's right for the client. I know that, and we heard that from Frank, that's critical. If they don't have that, guys, you just can't go from there. But what are some of the other things? Absolutely, Jim. That is my first thing I would say is just having that person that, that does strive to do the right thing just because it is the right thing to do for the client. Um, the second thing I would say that I look for is um, someone that's willing to give 110% and some. Um, you know, you can work like a $40,000 a year salary and you can earn that, or you can work like a $100,000 a year salary and earn that. This industry is definitely what you put into it. I we talked about that earlier, Chris, that we said, you know, that uh, you get paid what you were worth. And that's what you're talking about is, it, you know, you put the energy behind it. And, you know, when you're working with someone, Chris, do you do you sense that, that she's looking for that and that you see that person and then they show up, that they've got that drive? Yeah, I think there's a misconception that because this is, you know, I mean, make no bones about it, it's a sales career, but it's not your traditional sense of sales. So we're not looking for the the guy that sells ice to an Eskimo. We're right. not looking for that for that type of personality. What we're looking for, as she's mentioned before, is what's putting the client's needs in front of your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to use the word benevolence because it's uh, doing goodwill for others. Uh, so, again, going back to the, the purpose of uh, putting people in front of yourself and always doing what's best for the client is definitely important. But when, Frank, when you talk to someone, you're talking, you know, Frank, we listen to that idea. Of, you know, we're talking about a, a listener. I mean, someone who's dedicated to listening to the client. Right. It's something that it takes focus. I mean, because, again, when you go in, 
sometimes you might size up a situation and begin to move towards the solutions before you should. And, you know, so an advisor, again, we just have to keep telling ourselves during that conversation, okay, listen, listen, don't interrupt. Don't try to control the conversation. Just listen and ask the right questions and ask open-ended questions so that the, the clients and, and people in front of you can talk. Well, that's, you know, that now we're talking about the real meat behind what we do. Do what's right for the client. Do everything you can. Strive to function around the person of helping that client. Listen. Don't get caught up in your own thoughts. But it's an extremely rewarding career because when you're doing that, the client really appreciates what you've been able to help them understand and comprehend. So, Keisha, there's two of them. Now, what's number three? I would say also um, it's important to be persistent. Um, You know, a client may not be ready to act when you're ready, but you know the key is to um, to be persistent and and um, always just make sure that you're the person that they think of when they are ready and ready to move. So stay in touch. In other words, right. as you're working with persistency, yeah. is uh, like perseverance. Yeah, right. absolutely. And so when you persevere, you're just you're not giving up. I've always said this: if a person can get through the first five years of this career, they're done for life. I mean, they're really this is a great career after that. But you've got to persevere. Three, t- three years, and then you told me four years. Well, I've told that five. <laughs> and then you told me five. <laughs> okay, you know, so maybe six next year. I don't know. But but the reality is it's uh, you can't just come in and judge this career in the first six months. Yeah. And most careers you can't do that. Yeah, we're enlisting clients in a, in a relationship. You know, we're here to be a resource, a sounding board for them. And many times this comes down to timing, right? At the end of the day, what happens is uh, it may not be a great time for them, and there's really no consequence to, to bad planning, like to not plan. So what we have to do is, again, is being persistent, but at the same time continuing to push forward. I mean, this is a career pursuit, uh, and we're out there. We're in, involved in the community. We're meeting people, engaging people, uh, and, and then ultimately hope in hopes that we can be uh, their, their financial advisor so that we can be that resource, that sounding board, that person that stands between them and the marketplace of all the things they're hearing. Um, and ultimately give them the guidance that they need to, to reach their financial goals. You know, you guys had mentioned to it earlier, too, that if uh, this was an easy career and everybody wanted a plan, you know, they all would be, we'd have a parking lot problem. Uh, people a lot of times don't realize they need the plan. They they know they need it, but they fear it. And I think that's uh, part of the reason why we do the program is to help people understand we're real people. Uh, you know, we do the same thing every day. We're here to listen and guide. And you actually talk about that with a client, is, I mean, with a with a prospect that you're talking to, uh, about being a good listener. Frank's been talking Absolutely. about being a good listener. Absolutely. I think that is the most important characteristic. Like Frank said, he really listens to his clients, and that's vital. You want to really hear what their concerns are and their needs are and then build a relationship around that. So listening is so important. There's something I heard uh, a long time ago. It says clients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And because that we're unbiased and we're objective, uh, we are coming to the table with a clear, with a blank canvas. We want you to paint that picture of what is financial success, then ultimately give you the best advice to move you towards that that picture. Well, I think it's uh, important for everybody to understand. We do our best. <clears throat> excuse me. We do our best. To be unbiased, we do our best to listen to the client. We do our best to always do striving to do what's right for the client. And and the key is satisfied clients, 
is what keeps us in business. Absolutely. And so we're working for that process all the time to make sure that we're paying attention to what they're saying. And I think being unbiased is one of the things that we just can't stress enough. We don't have an economic uh, incentive to make one recommendation over another. It's purely client-specific. Uh, again, we're trying to help them understand what they're trying to accomplish, uh, and that is what we do, and that's what Frank does. And, you know, everybody wants to be like Frank. We talk about <laughs> uh, okay, music. Now, now we have to go to the break. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. But now let's talk about this, Keisha. I really want to, to – you mentioned this, and I, I think it's important, but – it's almost like you have to be a teacher, an educator. Yes, you do. You have to learn to be an educator of some sort. Um, it's so important for your clients to have a thorough understanding of their choices and the possible consequences of each choice that they make. Yeah. So it's so important for, for them to be able to explain it and, and just make them um, understand. A good teacher. A from good that teacher. Sense. All right, we've got five that we've discussed. You know, know the golden rule, live by the golden rule. Give it all you got, and, and whether it's three years or five years or whatever, it's just stay focused, persevere, be persistent. Don't get caught up in what you're trying to do. Listen to the people that you're working with. Be a good listener. And then learn how to be a teacher and educator. It's important for your clients to understand what you're talking about. We've got number six coming up, but you're going to late. We'll have to wait because we'll have to go ahead and check out weather and traffic, and we'll find out what number six is when we come back with Keisha Parrish. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you just tuned in, I am privileged to have in the studio today four great associates of mine and working with. We work together all the time. And Keith Quinn, of course, a voice you've heard a lot. And we're going to have to be talking with Keith in a few minutes. He's got so much information. It's like holding back, like putting a bridle on him and holding him back. But he's got so much information he's going to share with us about the the market and what's going on in Europe and the all exciting news. So he'll be with us in just a second. But we've got Keisha Parrish. She is one of our recruiters and does a great job in selecting pre- people. Chris Abair, who is a managing director at the firm, who guides those young people through those first one, two, three years, helping them move through this process of learning the career, understanding the career, developing their mindset about how to how they want to run their practice and how they want to develop their practice. And of course, we have a senior advisor here. Vice President of the Certified Financial and a Certified Financial Planner. He's the Vice President, of, of course, of the FPA and um, has done a tremendous job working with us for years and uh, has a very senior practice and does a wonderful job, and that's Frank Allen. Uh, and we've been kind of go- going through the process of the planning idea, what we do from a planning standpoint, and then letting Keisha and Chris talk about the career. Now, Keisha, you walked us through five skill sets that you look at. That is that the person needs to understand 
understand the golden rule. They need to strive to do what's right for the client. Now, we, we take that for granted, guys, but that's a mindset. It's a culture thing. It we're is. about culture in the firm. And so we're not just looking for people who come out and say, oh, hey, we're great salesmen. If it's not about the client, they just don't fit with the firm. And that's critical. So striving to do what's right for the client. We're fiduciaries, and we work towards that fiduciary mindset. Keith, Absolutely. you actually brought that out a few minutes ago. And then they give 110%. They really do what it takes to get the job done. They're persistent. They're good listeners. They're educators. Those skill sets, all of that's what you're looking for when you're interviewing someone. But number six, and I think it's probably the most important. Yes, I know I said earlier that being a good listener was probably most important, but this trumps that. Um, you have to care in this industry. You really have to um, care about your clients and, you know, the ones that you're helping, look at them as um, not as how much money they have or how much money you can make off of them, but generally care about them, care about their families. Chris, when you're working with someone, do you feel that that, I mean, do you see that? How do you manage with a person if you sense that that's not maybe where they are? Well, I think in the communication and relationship uh, skills, um, when you think about what it takes to sit across from somebody and ask for them to become financially undressed, it's a very vulnerable moment. So there is a there is an influence and a calming effect that you just get in the interview process of somebody that you can just tell is authentic and genuine about what he wants to accomplish. His intentions are clear. Uh, and they're noble. So I think you just feel that, Jim. That's a, that's a critical point. Frank, when you're talking with a client, I mean, if, if these skill sets, you're, you're playing all of these skill sets all at one time, and you're balancing it because you're experienced at it, the client senses it, don't they? I do think so. I, I, when you're looking at a client and you, you can kind of conti- con, you know, tell when you're connecting and when you're not. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of facial expressions. There's, you know, uh, if someone's just sitting back and their arms are crossed and they're not saying much, well, you're not connecting. You're not connecting. Right. And that's critical. Signs, right? That's really critical for the client to understand that you are there to connect. So if you're interested in finding out more about the career, give Keisha a call at 757-5757. Or if you'd like to talk to Frank, and uh, that's senior advisor in the firm, 757-5757. It's an easy number, guys. That's been around for about 30 years. It was simply for me so I could remember it. You get that? Don't go there. Don't go there. Okay. I want to turn you loose, man. I mean, uh, there is so much going on right now with Europe. So talk about it. Well, Europe, and we, we uh, talked a lot about the European Central Bank, and they had a meeting yesterday, and Mario Draghi's the head of the European Central Bank, and he came out with shock and awe and quantitative easing. So they've lowered the overnight lending rate from negative three-tenths of a percent to negative four-tenths of a percent. But even more important, he has increased quantitative easing from 60 billion euros a month to 80 billion euros a month starting next month in April. So uh, whether you believe in quantitative easing or not, Europe is responding very well. Some of the indexes are up over 3%, and you put that in context, that would be a 500-point uh, swing on swing, the Dow. Yeah, on the so Dow. It's, a, it's looking really good, and we've always talked about that. Let me ask you this, Keith. Why do you think it's taken them this long? I mean, they did something last January, and it was right. kind of a, you know, a little butter onto the toast. You know, it wasn't really, this is solid. This is big. Uh, you know, they've been trying to do some of the same things that our central bank is trying to do, you know, get that healthy level of inflation, encourage lending. Uh, to spur the economy, uh, and it seems to be finally having a little bit of an effect, which is really good for us as investors. And so we can begin to see maybe that Europe will pull itself up. Maybe the, right. you know the, the economy will get heated up in the right direction, in the right not direction. too heated up, but but we finally can see some of that. Now, 
not saying everybody needs to go jump on the European bandwagon. No, and this shouldn't be this per- is... taken as an investment recommendation, but it is something that we think about when we think about a diversified portfolio. We want to invest in some of the countries and uh, some of the companies in Europe and some of the countries in Europe. Uh, and that's what's looking a lot better this morning than it did earlier this week. Well, you know, there's so much going on that I that I think it's so critical. If you want to stress something for this investor today, what would you stress, Keith? From your chair as our investment specialist in the office, talk to me for a second. Right. What I would say is do not worry about the volatility. Volatility is absolutely normal. You're going to see swings in the market. I have no idea where the S&P will go over the next week, but I can tell you where it will go over the next 10 years. Uh, the long-term trend is and always has been up. Volatility is your friend. It means great companies go on sale. Well, you've been listening to Keith Quinn. Of course, always a great person to have on the program. Chris Hebert, Keisha Parrish, we've been talking about The client and the whole idea with Frank Allen about what it takes to be a financial planner, well, you can dive in and call us at 757-5757. My producer and board operator today has been Art Frederick. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Ella Demoskovitz. Mid-South History Moment was read by Rebecca Brazier and written by Drew Johnson. It's been a great morning with us. We've had a ton of fun. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We're here every Friday on Talk Money, helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, Frank Allen, and Chris Bear are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. AM 990 KWAM, your news and information station with CBS News updates every hour on the hour. KW.